Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf here in my basement, Sheila Kapadia there in his, coming up on the show today. We will do our full Eagles free agency preview. But before we do that, we bring in the greatest Jeopardy champion of all time and an even worse person, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Brad Rutter. What's up, guys? That's fair. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't dispute that. Uh, well, uh, no, I, I guess not. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean the level I, I don't of like to toot my own horn, the, horn but uh, the level of human spot like that, I wouldn't necessarily disagree. The level of human you would have to be to to be a hashtag even better person is is probably unachievable. Uh, yeah, I think by the standards uh, set on birds with friends that uh, <laughs> uh, have gone all the way back to the beginning, I think that's probably true. Okay, uh, so oh, go, Shiel, you wanted to say something? No, I mean what what a uh, what a tournament. You know, as I was coming down here to do the podcast, I said to. Uh, Naya, she was getting ready for bed. I said, I have to go in the basement to do a podcast with Bo Uncle and Brad Uncle. And she Ooh. Goes, and she, she goes, who? I said, Brad Uncle. She goes, Brad Rudder? <laughs> so she is going to be listening to this. Uh, the whole family was into it. It was awesome. And I think she might be hooked. We have watched the two days since the tournament ended. So uh, you have a big fan, Brad, and uh, you might have gotten my daughter uh, hooked on Jeopardy, which is pretty cool also. The battle- that is awesome, and I am uh, I'm very honored to be Brad Uncle. Maybe, the ba- <laughs> maybe of the battle of the decades in, uh, in, in 20 years, it'll be, it'll be Naya against Brad for all the marbles. Mm-hmm. Now that you're grooming her young, uh, I we, you I'd, know uh, I'd bet on her at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will we will we'll talk about uh, how exciting that that uh, tournament was uh, and some of our favorite moments, but but I think it would be uh, silly for us not to uh, to start with the news that Alex Trebek uh, himself announced yesterday through the Jeopardy channels that uh, that he has pancreatic cancer. Uh, Brad, I know that that he. Uh, is someone who you have obviously very very strong feelings towards. So uh, it has been uh, a, a difficult 24 hours, I would imagine. Uh, very, yeah. Um, uh, I got the news at the same time everyone else, and uh, man, it just hit me like a ton of bricks, and even more so than I might have expected. You know, I always uh, kind of jokingly, jokingly refer to him as Uncle Alex, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he really does feel like family, which sounds kind of silly because I really barely know him. But uh, I've I have known him for like almost 20 years and he's been present at a lot of big moments in my life. And he's always been fantastically gracious and nice to me. And uh, he's just so good at his at his job. And he's come into our house every night for 35 years. And uh, it's tough. I'm, and uh, I'm, if anybody can beat it, he can. And I'm really, really pulling for him. It's, it's just heartbreaking. Uh, 
uh, I will say that that pancreatic cancer is a disease uh, with which I am familiar. Um, that's what my mom had, and uh, it seems to me that that Alex has a uh, a good attitude, uh, as uh, an appropriate attitude about it. So uh, I think he he probably knows that that lots of people are pulling for him. I thought that. Uh, what uh, nemesis of the show Ken Jennings said that that he is he is sort of like the last Cronkite is probably a, a good way to think about it. He is sort of like uh, with so much with with such like polarizing news, uh, he is probably like the most trusted person uh, on television. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And uh, Ken, I think Ken also mentioned that uh, he knows that uh, millions of people are pulling for him, and he really does, and I'm sure he appreciates it. Do you have a uh, do you have a favorite Trebek story like uh, of all the times that you've been on there, w- w- any, like a, you know like a side comment or something like that? I know that that viral clip uh, about the the NFL categories that one was going around <laughs> last night, and he handles that so well. Like he does, like he has great comedic timing when uh, when it is called for. Yeah, he's just the best. Uh, the 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 best story I have that involves me personally was uh, we uh, Ken and Jerome Verrett and I were getting ready for the finals of the ultimate t- tournament of champions back in 05. And we were nervous. I mean, uh, uh, Frank Spangenberg, who was the alternate, um, as we were getting into the van, he said, man, you guys look like death. And we really did. It, we were so nervous. So uh, we get on stage. They roll the cameras. Uh, Johnny Gilbert does the introductions. And now here is the host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. And Alex came out with no pants on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and cracked all three of us up and completely broke the tension. And that's, I mean, that, that, that's classic <laughs> Alex. That's exactly the kind of guy he is. That's very funny. Uh, I actually have a uh, I have a Trebek story myself, which is uh, sort of embarrassing. It, it does not paint me in a good light. Uh, but uh, sometime in college, at some point, like a friend of a friend visited some like Airbnb in some foreign country that like Alex Trebek had just visited, and they he left his phone number in the guest book. So. <laughs> That phone number then like was disseminated to a bunch of people, uh, and so like once in a while, at the end of a long night, you know, on on the East Coast, so he would be getting in bed on the West Coast. Uh, we, somebody would like would like try to prank call him, and <laughs> he was like, oh. and "This is terrible." Believe me, I I am like ashamed of this to this day. But he was like the most gracious prank call answerer ever. He was like. Like, I get that this is funny for you. Like, please just let me go to bed. I don't want to have to change my phone number. Uh, he, like, he really killed the whole bit with kindness. It was like he was he, he was so uh, disarming with his uh, niceness that it was like, well, this, uh, I'm, why would we bother this nice man? Uh, all right. <laughs> well, that's happy. Yeah. So, yeah, he, I mean, he put us in our place, which is, which is uh, as he should. Uh, all right. So, moving on from that. I mean, what a performance! Uh, and and the uh, the compare. I want to know what you think about this, Brad, because the uh, comparisons on Twitter, someone someone saying that you are the Brady and and Jennings is the Peyton Manning. Uh, I made the case that you are, you know, one of two people in history who's ever proven that he can uh, adeptly handle both GM and head coach jobs, uh, along with Belichick. Now, I don't want to lump you into the Patriots. I want to know who you think you're like 
your sports comp is? Uh, other than those, uh, other than the fact that they're with the Patriots, I like both of those. <laughs> um, uh, I you are, and you're certainly you are like, the better dressed of the of, of you and Belichick. Uh, you, that is that is certainly true. Uh, I like uh, Chamberlain and Russell for me and Ken mm. with uh, me as Russell and uh, uh, Ken as Chamberlain. But then again, that's Boston. And yeah, none of these the are working for me. Yeah, none of you these know, are working uh, for me. Yeah, uh, well, the the problem is like Philly sports has such a sad history <laughs> yeah, that it's no, hard. There's to, no one who's been like to yeah, be the dominant. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, Mike Schmidt and George Brett. Uh, that's you're better, you're better the best than I can do. Yeah, maybe you can be like uh, Doug Peterson, circa like 2025, if we think good things are going to happen for him. Uh, well, no, not twenty. I guess it would even have to be longer than that. What am I talking about? But yeah, and old. May, maybe it. Maybe it's a little bit of foreshadowing. Well, listen. Hopefully, I'm knocking on wood. <laughs> listen, I mean, I think I think it's clear for everybody who watched the tournament that the biggest takeaway was that uh, Team Brad. It was not about the calls. <laughs> it was about the cojones, uh, and I think I think it was the Jeopardy gods. Uh, looked kindly upon the team that was willing to go big. Well, that was definitely part of our strategy going in, um, especially since uh, the, the game has changed a lot since Larissa and Dave were first on, and uh, that, and even well, since since I was last on, even. Um, yeah, it's uh, when you break down the numbers, uh, your expected value is a lot better betting big on daily doubles than having to get final jeopardy right. So if you can put all the leverage on a daily double, that's usually a better play than uh, having to also in in, in final jeopardy. A lot of times, unless you're ahead, you have to get it right. And the other Mm -hmm. teams have to get it wrong. So uh, with a, with a daily double, it's, it's just you, you can, uh, that's your maximum moment of impact on the game. And, uh, yeah, I think it just, it's just a smart way to play. And I think it makes sense, but when you're up in front of the lights and, uh, there's real money on the line, uh, you really, you, you got to stick with it and it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. So take us through those two, obviously huge daily doubles, uh, in, in the championship in double jeopardy that you got. So you, you hit the daily double and then like, what's the thought process? Are you, are you casually looking at the scoreboard the other you know is this in your head the entire time do you know right away what you're going to bet what is that sort of i guess it's a matter of seconds you have to tell him how much you're going to wager yeah so on the first one uh we had a we had the lead from day one so i knew i was going to be aggressive uh because all all you have to do is be uh in first place to have a real a really good shot to win uh, and, uh, you, even if you get back within a, a few, you can still technically be in first place, but that's, that's all a little complicated. The thought process was, um, on the first one in the lighthouse category, it was, uh, the first clue that had been unveiled in the category and I hadn't seen anything about it. So normally I, I mean, I knew I wanted to go big, but I, I was going to be a little more conservative there just because I didn't have a feel for the category yet. And, um, uh, it was, and it was also with the sixteen hundred dollar clue, if I remember correctly. Which uh, I, a lot of people don't know this: the uh, daily doubles uh, 
correspond to the regular clue difficulties depending on where on the board they are. So a 2000 is supposed to be harder than a 1600 is supposed to be harder than a 1200 and so forth. So since there might have been something weird about it, uh, it, you know, we hadn't seen any clues yet. It might have not really had anything to do with lighthouses. Um, I decided to go fairly big, but uh, keep a little bit back. Uh, And fortunately, uh, that worked out. And then on the second one, uh, three clues later, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, you hit if him bang, I bang. To, yeah, if I had to pick a, uh, a category for me to bet huge on a daily double, I might pick Colonial America because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big history buff. And oh. uh, yeah, and I, uh, I, I'm pretty, I'm real solid on that. So uh, when I saw the daily come up, daily double come up there, I was like, okay, here we go. And uh, uh, 10,000 seemed about right uh, to... And I also was uh, really it was great that, that I had that we had the lead there because I knew I could bet big. And even even if I did get it wrong, we'd we'd still have a great shot to get back and still have the overall lead or at least be within striking distance. Uh, there was enough there were enough clues left on the board for me to get back into it there. So uh, it was sort of balancing the downside with the upside. Uh, and uh, so if I'd gone true daily double, which I was tempted to, um, I would not have, if I'd got it wrong, we wouldn't have been able to get back into the lead by the end of the round. Um, but on the other hand, I could have put it away right there. But at the same time, I figured uh, Ken and I are, are always very evenly matched. And uh, with 10,000, all I'd have to do would be basically play, play to a stalemate for the rest of the game. And we'd have the block. And actually, Pam helped out quite a bit by getting two uh, $2,000 clues. Mm, that's uh, right. The, uh, the Alice in Chains clue and uh, the one actually before that about Gore Vidal uh, that uh, she got. So that uh, took uh, $4,000 potentially away from Team Ken, and uh, that helped out too. When so you... it's always nice to have a, a third player who can, uh, who can pick those kind of things up too. When you when you said ten thousand, like the sound that I made in the house, like it it was I don't know if it was a sound that I've ever made before. It was it was like <laughs> whoa, and and then you could also hear like Ken sort of like gasped right next yes, to you. Yes, I I did, and it was much louder when I was next to him than it uh, ended up being in the sound mix. He was like whoa. I mean, that's the that's of... the guy you want to root for. It was fantastic. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I it, it was just a smart play. Um, you know, uh, fortunately I stuck to my guns and stuck with the plan and it, it all worked out great. That was, your, yeah, we that actually, was your Philly, uh, Philly we, moment. we actually, we actually paused after he hit that, uh, daily double in the Capadia household so that we could jump up and down and, uh, <laughs> and celebrate a little bit. And I have to give a shout out to, uh, a listener and, and birds, birds with friends, uh, Defop, Dr. Tom, who recommended this book, 1776, to me that I'm reading. And so I nailed the French Indian war clue. So, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I kind of showed up in my house a little bit there uh, with that one. Now I do have one question that my wife wanted to ask. She even sent me this uh, screen grab to make sure I didn't screw this up. So <laughs> the lighthouse question, that first daily double, uh, she was analyzing the film and she said, it looked like you didn't know it right away. Uh, is that accurate? Or is that just sort of the, the facial expressions? If you remember at all. Uh, I wouldn't say I didn't know it right away, but it, it wasn't as straightforward. So Pharos was the first thing that popped into my mind, but so it, it was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. It's the lighthouse of Alexandria at Pharos, but I, I didn't know that, the, that it was called Pharos because the island was Pharos. Mm. So I wasn't a hundred percent sure about that. 
So, yeah, I wasn't quite sure. And I, I had to think about it a little bit. And I finally settled on, well, I mean, what else can it be? It's got and also uh, a Pharos is an old name for a lighthouse. And uh, the tumblers finally clicked into where they needed to be. And like, OK, yeah, by the time it came out of my mouth, I was very confident about it. But um, before that, there was, I was uh, I, I wasn't 100 percent sure right at the beginning. OK, my uh, my mother-in-law, uh, both my my in-laws were in town as we were watching. And so they popped hard for the, the main category or the main ah. answer in what is main in the lighthouse category. But there were also some, some good uh, Easter eggs for the birds with friends fans podcast yes. in, in single jeopardy. And then, you know, that, uh, that music category, if you knew that, that Brad spent his, uh, his time working in coconuts, you knew that, uh, that, that this was up his alley. It yes. really, yeah, it really was amazing. Though I, I felt the same way with the Birds with Friends connections. I was uh, thinking about you and your wife when Portland, Maine came up. There's a whole podcast category. How about badminton with the sports Indian mm. uh, there? Oh, that, yeah. That, yeah, Brad got uh, that one. There was the Quakers. Uh, yeah, that's right. The Quakers clue. And then I think there was a, a Tessa Thompson Creed one in oh, there. That's right. Also, oh, it, I, I mean, it was uh, uncanny. There was a shoe fly pie in the first match. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, going back to the music category, uh, it, I, it certainly did help me, but uh, it tells you something about the level of competition here that I only got one or sorry, two out of those right. five uh, clues just because the the buzzer speed on display here is like nothing you've ever seen. And uh, it's. I don't know. I don't even know what to compare it to uh, <laughs> between uh, Ken and Pam. Uh, it's 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 really hard to get in. And uh, that's especially uh, with players like those. Ninety uh, percent of the time, all three of us were trying to ring in on every clue. So uh, that's what it all comes down to. Well, now, this was my uh, th- th- sorry. This was just the last question that uh, I had was that, you know, we Bo and I did a podcast after your uh, your first round. And I think uh, it was that second game. You know, you it didn't seem like you were your, yourself. I said it was like when if if LeBron were to go out and shoot like four for eighteen, and uh, his team still wins, that's what that's what I felt like was happening there. Uh, what was going on in that game, and uh, how much time passed before your your the championship round, and what did you do to sort of get yourself back on track? Uh, first of all, I, I just want to say I loved that analogy when I listened, and it, it made me laugh. I'm like, you know what? That that sounds great. I'll go with that if anybody <laughs> asks me. So uh, I, I'll give you full credit, Shield. Uh, um, yeah, I was I was a little off. Uh, I had a, a little hitch in my buzzer technique, uh, which uh, when you're going against a guy like Alex Jacob will make you look stupid, and it certainly did. Um, he was but, very good, very impressive throughout. He was outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he's he's in the conversation with the greats. He, I mean, he already was, but uh, he just uh, cemented it here. Um, but uh, fortunately, I figured out what I was doing wrong, and uh, I guess uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, we had, so that was the the we taped the first match in the morning of uh, the first day of taping. And then uh, we sat around uh, in that uh, in the sunken place uh, waiting to find out who the wildcard team would be. And that's when uh, Team Colby found that out and started dancing, which was very cool. But then the next day uh, we played the finals, actually the wildcard game first and then the finals. So in that time, I just realized, okay, uh, I realized what I was doing wrong. And uh, when I got back up there, everything was fine again. Can you can you uh, is it is it. 
giving secrets away to to say what the hitch in your technique was? What's or, or is that uh, yeah, I, I Jeopardy? Don't, I don't really want to get okay. Uh, all right, stu- I got to respect too specific that. about it. But I, I, I can say it's it's sort of like if you have uh, if you develop a, a bad habit in your baseball or golf swing, um, and uh, she knows sudden, all about that. Yeah, you'll see a guy in the <laughs> in the. Uh, in the final round of the Masters, just start slicing everything uh, into the rough uh, and taking himself out of it. Uh, you know, fortunately, my teammates bailed me out, and it uh, it, end- it ended up not mattering too much. And uh, we also fortunately had a big lead on the first from the first day, which which helped us out a lot, uh, mostly thanks to Larissa and uh, and Dave's big uh, final Jeopardy bet. So uh, yeah, uh, gotta give gotta give kudos to my teammates for for bailing me out there, and also for playing fantastically uh, throughout the tournament. Let's not lose sight of that. I mean, uh, I was really pumped to have them uh, when I got them in the draft, and I had very high expectations for both of them uh, going into it, and they both just blew my expectations out of the water. They were both fantastic. Well, I feel like Sh- Sean McVay should probably hire Larissa as like his game management. Uh consultant or absolutely yeah she can just yell into his headset go for it yeah she's so (laughs) soft-spoken but she is a stone-cold cold-blooded killer (laughs) and uh yeah she uh you know i i was thinking i was gonna have to talk everybody up but uh no she got uh she got in on it right away and uh, i think she probably even uh talked me up a couple times i would have been fine uh betting a thousand dollars less than we actually did on final jeopardy of the first day of the finals. But, uh, she, uh, she got us up another thousand and, and that helped out. That is my, that is, is, is my final takeaway is, is one. I did love like as a, as a coach, you were, you were fantastic about, uh, you know, the positive reinforcement with the team. I thought that was great to see. Um, but I have to say like, you know, I came, I came into this, this tournament, you know, Brad Rudder's number one fan, but like, Larissa is like is maybe my favorite athlete like in the world. Watching her in this tournament was awesome. She was as you said like a absolute stone cold killer. It was it was awesome. Yeah, she's uh she's the real deal. She's amazing uh, and definitely the MVP of the tournament if they had given a trophy out for that. Now, now that, we, go ahead, Chill. No, are they do we know when, is this going to happen again? Was it a was it a hit? When do we get to uh when do we get to root for you? Again, or is that just all unknown at this point? Well, yeah, with Alex's situation, I think that everything about the show is pretty unknown, right. honestly. Uh, but uh, they, pro- I, I doubt they'll do a team format again. Um, the, the feedback's been great, and everybody thought it was a lot of fun, except for some very uh, obstreperous people with 12 followers on Twitter uh, who uh, were, uh, what happened to Mo Jeopardy? Mm, yes. uh, <laughs> so, like, but, calm down. Uh, yeah, uh, it's like it's it's also uh, if you hate it, gr- that's fine. Just it's too, it, it'll be regular Jeopardy's back in two weeks. <laughs> exactly. They've never done this before. I mean, for, for God's sake, people. Um, but uh, the logistics that went into it were uh, more complicated than I think they even imagined when they first planned it. So it, it, it <laughs> everybody was working overtime. They pulled it off brilliantly. But I'd be surprised if they ever did a team thing again. But uh, all-star tournaments, I'm sure, uh, you know, depending on what happens with the show, um, I'm, I'm sure there will be more of those. I do have one final question, uh, and you may have answered this elsewhere. Who gets the extra dollar or, or a cent if, uh, if that's how they break it up? Well, I, uh, I, I, I'm pleased to inform you that I got the check yesterday. <laughs> oh, and is it just I a have- regular check? 
Uh, it's it's a little bigger than it's 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 like a payroll check kind of uh, you know not too, not like a check from your checkbook. It's but not it's, like uh, a Happy Gilmore, uh, you know. No, back. it's okay. I'd say it's like uh, four by ten. Okay. Uh, um, but uh, my check has is for three hundred and thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars and thirty four cents. Yes. <laughs> I I have not checked with David and Larissa. Now they may have just thrown the extra cent on theirs too, just uh, so uh, just just so oh, there that would be wouldn't nice. be any uh, hurt feelings. But I did say on the way out of there that uh, I insisted on getting the captain's share of, share of that one extra penny, <laughs> and I, I informed them that if it said uh, thirty three cents on the end of that thing, I was sending it back. So uh, Jeopardy was as good as their word, <laughs> and I and I got the captain's share. That's great, fantastic. All right, Brad. Well, thank you so much. Congratulations again, and uh, you know we we look forward to uh, to rooting you on whenever whenever again we get that chance. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, guys. Uh, anytime. Okay. All right, Bo and Shield back here on Birds with Friends. Uh, we have a we have some Eagles news to talk about Shield before we get to the full free agency preview. Um, Let's go through the uh, series of moves the Eagles have made since we last talked. Uh, first being the uh, release or the decline of the option of, of Tim Jernigan. Yeah, I mean, it was obvious that he was not going to be back at that number. It, it's just been such a mysterious or strange uh two years, I guess, for him here. You know, his first eight games in 2017, you're thinking, wow, they've really found a guy they can uh, build this defensive line around. He's young. He's a good complement to Fletcher Cox. And then his play just sort of trailed off. Injuries had something to do with that. Then he has the mysterious injury in the offseason, which we still don't know the details of. It was uh, what the neck or um, – the back and he said he, he wasn't sure if he was ever going to be able to play i knew you were going to laugh at that yeah I mean, uh, you can't we, go neck to back and then not get it i at was least trying to come up with another way to say it but i mean those were the two things <laughs> that were injured so i had no, i had no other options uh you know i i do remember that was weird being in the locker room that one day and i you know i was trying to yeah. kind of push a little bit and say you know not in a sort of pushy way but be like what you know what was what happened and he was just like listen i I thought that my uh, football career was over and he did seem really sort of um, humble to be getting ready to get back on the practice field. He played a little bit at the end of the season. Uh, You know, he had some flashes. He certainly, you know, does not look like the guy he was those first eight games of 2017. So uh, he's a young defensive tackle who, you know, if he's healthy and right, then there is some upside there. But, uh, you know, the Eagles know the medicals better than anybody else he's been under their care here and so uh we'll see if he tests the market we'll see if he maybe comes back at a low number with uh you know very little risk but um it'll be fascinating to see kind of what happens with his career going forward it must have been tough for you not to crack that day in the locker room moving on the eagles uh this is sort of low-hanging fruit but uh, did the old uh, push signing bonus up to the front restructure for Lane Johnson to create some cap room uh, seems like uh, one of the ones that that was a sort of an obvious one. Yeah, it's good for the player because the player's getting more money faster and uh, cash mo, and the team gets some cap space. And then they also signed Isaac Siamalu to an extension, and uh, kudos to 
uh, intrepid reporter from the Athletic Shil Kapadia for I believe this was sort of like a Mission Impossible situation. You you sort of uh, parachuted onto the roof of the Novacare complex and then took uh, like a bungee cord thing down to uh, steal the contract terms, and you were able to to put those out put those out on Twitter. I've always said, if nothing else in my career, I'm going to win on the Isaac Sayamalu contract <laughs> details feed. I mean, this has just been, you know, you're a kid, you dream about going into sports journalism, you're, you're in college, you're learning the ins and outs, how do you want your career to go? And, uh, you know, this is just, this is just a, a, a corner I have to own if I want to be worth, uh, worth anything. So thank you for recognizing that. Yeah, I mean, you, you absolutely deserve it. I think the, uh, I expect a call from the Pulitzer committee for a, uh, for a character <laughs> reference. I don't know if they do those, but I'm expecting one anyway. Uh, and yet you, you release those terms and Joe Banner coming over the, off the top rope saying it is one of the worst deals he has ever seen for a player on the, that, on, from the player's perspective. That was strong, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, say what you will about, about Joey B, but he's, he is, uh, he's not going to, uh, dance around a subject. He will tell you what he thinks. You know what? That is true. And there are many who will dance, especially on Twitter. Yes. You know, especially giving agents all this, uh, you know, it's like it's like some of these reporters worship at the uh, at the feet of these agents. So I yeah, did like kind the, of I like the like, you know, Nick Boyle's uh, market, like twenty nineteen. Oh, I never Nick heard Boyle. of this guy. <laughs> are you kidding me with that? It's really funny. I had a I had a I had a. Uh, my, 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 I had a tweet this morning that made its way to Ravens Twitter that they were they were not happy about it. Oh, really? I, yes. I didn't see that. I'll have to go find that. I, I said, uh, you know, the Ravens paying big money to re-sign Nick Boyle. They must know something about uh, Hayden Hurst's retirement. Oh, I did see that. Yes. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're, the, you're that's so funny. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> come get your mans, Jeff Zerebiak. <laughs> Like, oh take, take a joke. You drafted a guy who's 75 years old. Well, you've got Ravens fans after you. I've got 49ers fans after me for, oh, my, uh, for my matching of the free agents with the teams on the athletic. They did not like their haul that they got. Oh, really? Uh, it is kind of fun. It is fun to, don't play me. to be like these, <laughs> like these people you've, you, you've never known existed before, like these diehards of this uh, fan base that you've never interacted with. It's like, all right, you crazy people. Yeah, because, you know, as much as I uh, make fun of and yell, yeah, put down our audience, those are the listeners. And I've always said the readers on The Athletic Philadelphia, I I feel like if someone comes in with a uh, negative comment or says something to stir it up, like uh, our, our readers really pounce on them pretty quickly and make sure it stays civil but yeah not 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 the case in this brand new world here but anyway yeah there was uh, a guy who commented on the um the thing i did about the uh you know the 20 players the eagles are likeliest to take at uh, with their first pick who was just very like, enjoyable read by the just way. like uh lol this is terrible and i was like oh man like at least at least give me like a like a tangible complaint give me some kind of constructive criticism what are you gonna do yeah, I enjoyed that. I'll That's probably hunt him. I'll probably hunt him down and uh, you know cut his fingers off or something. Okay, all right. Uh, well, so I think the reason why uh, Joe Banner thought this was a terrible deal for the player is because he is what twenty five years old, and he's presumably going to be the starting guard next year, mm-hmm. and so he would have been entering free agency after next year. 
you know, that was the last year uh, on his deal. And so, um, you know, if you think you're going to start and you think you're going to play well, then there is some upside there for your contract. And now he's under team control until 2022. Yeah. And like, I get that the Eagles had probably, you know, some some leverage in in this uh, bargaining position because Siamalo like lost his job two years ago and then missed, you know, a third or half the season this year. So it's not like he has some track record to go off. But like if they're going to lowball him that much, then like, you know, bet on yourself. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if you think you're a starting caliber guard and that, you know, and I, he does have reasonable reason to believe that with the way he played in the second half of the season. I mean, I don't think he's, yeah, a pro, he's you know. also like an important, like, you know, they, you know, yes, they, they extended Kelsey, but like he is, he is not just the presumptive starting left guard. He is also the presumptive future starting center. Right. So they gave him a $4 million signing bonus. His salary for 2019 doesn't change for 2020. He's guaranteed 3.1 million for uh, 2021, he's guaranteed $4 million only for injuries. So that means there's the two types of injuries. There's, uh, what's it called, skill... Is it, it's not, just, it's skill not football, cap. non-football anymore or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean basically that's what it is. The, right. the, the real one is the skill uh, cap, I think it's called, guaranteed. And those are, you know, that's fully guaranteed. The team cannot get out of it. The other one is for injury only. So if he gets injured, uh, yes, he does get that money. If he doesn't get injured... They can just cut ties with him, and they don't owe him that money, and that's for 2021. Um, so if he plays terribly, <laughs> I mean, um, you know, he, he's on the roster for 2020, guaranteed at 3.1 million dollars. Uh, but beyond that, there's no real commitment that the Eagles have to make. If he plays well, they have these options, and they can keep him for 2021 and 2022, and he doesn't make more than 4.978 million in either of those years. So. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to overrate the player here, but just from sort of a process perspective, it is a deal that makes a ton of sense for the team and um, maybe not as much sense. I mean, it's it's hard for me to say. I mean, in, yeah, in I mean, he's Mac- getting four million dollars. Right. Today, exactly. So like- someone's handing me four million dollars. I, mean, I might be like, OK, that's great. If he's if you're thinking long term and how to maximize your career earnings, this isn't a deal you would take if you, you know, are maybe uh risk averse a little bit and would just like uh, a little bit of cash in your pocket right now and know where you're going to be and um, have some guaranteed money the next two years, then it's fine. I mean, he's going to make over $7 million in, uh, in two years. So by the way, know. speaking of risk averse, we didn't talk about this with Brad because uh, I wouldn't want him to, uh, to throw his friend under the bus, but uh, you know, Kenny, Kenny Jennings, not exactly the most, uh, uh, aggressive bidding out of that team. Did you see his tweet from yesterday about uh, like, you know, pra- or like three, well, praising like Larissa and Dave Madden and like basically throwing his, his team under the bus. What kind of coaching and what kind of coaching is that? I thought that was Garbanzo beans. I likened it to the quarterback who throws the interception yeah. and then waves his hands in the air to let everyone know yeah. that the receiver ran the wrong route. That was Mary Kate and Trashley Olsen. You know, my, Naya did for most of the tournament was sort of like, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, she's, she was team Brad all the way, but she was mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, I kind of like this, uh, 
this this Ken guy, and I was like, yeah, you know, he seems like a nice guy. Brad said he's friends like nice with guy, him, yeah. but uh, I will not be going to him to teach her how to deal with losing. I thought that was nonsense. Yeah, I mean, he did have he did have Matt Jackson, who was, uh, you know, I think it's I think you would say the he's phenomenal, fantastic. I think you would I think it, I think you would definitely say that of the non captains. Uh, it was Matt Jackson, Alex Jacob, and, and Larissa who were who were the obvious stars of the show. Yes, and he also said something. Again, you're you're right. I didn't want to bring this up to Brad either. I'll put him in a in a weird spot. But yeah, Brad's, also, Brad is is now disassociated with these opinions. Well, he also tweeted something that uh, uh, you know he's lost to Brad in every unlikely way. Oh yeah. Unlikely. He, I mean, they got Unlikely. outplayed, and he went head to head, and Brad, Brad hunted him down. That would indicate some flukiness. I didn't see any flukiness. Yeah, come on. Uh, not, come Brad, on. Brad had a nose for the daily doubles. I mean, come on, Brad. Ken, if he hit those daily doubles, would have been betting like two thousand uh, dollars. I'm not. Yeah, as we know, I'm not a. Uh, you know, hey, do it with class. Hey, this guy's classy, but you know, I, I do appreciate uh, losing with some graciousness. Yeah, now I mean, he, I think he did give credit. So I guess that is, you, you can lose with, with grace without uh, throwing your teammates under the bus, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, boy, what a Brad has really bro. just owned yeah. him. Oh Man, my god, it's unbelievable! Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, the the uh, as the kids say, the the rent that Brad must own inside Ken's head, the real estate. Who knows what the prices are. Uh, the last thing, Eagles thing, we should talk about, I think, is uh, is I'm curious just about your general opinion of the of the Nelson Aguilar situation, which I uh, wrote about today. Um, you know, he is due. The Eagles have his his nine point four million dollar option for next season. They can release him and uh, lose nothing, no no cap penalty. Um, there are some rumors that uh, they may be dangling him in a trade. Doug Peterson gave him like the the incredible lip service uh, at the combine. He is not a, you know, looking at his numbers as I did in that piece. It is not super impressive. Uh, maybe the the most jarring thing is is like just how low his target rate is. Like the, the Eagles like just don't throw him the ball, um, and yet. He is going to be 26 years old. Um, he's one of like the only young players on the team who has started for them over the last two years. Uh, and without him, they have nobody currently on the roster. I mean, it's it's Mac Collins and and Braxton Miller. Like, uh, so uh, what do you what do you think the Eagles will do with with Nelson Aguilar? You know, looking back at the combine, I'm sort of disappointed in myself in believing that Doug Peterson lip service that day. I think that night we did a podcast. Yeah, I don't think we I don't think we were jaded enough about that as we should have been. Now looking back at it, I kind of feel like he's going to get traded. Uh, well, the one thing that I will say about the lip service is that it would make it harder for them to it would make them look silly if they just released him. I I think it I think it's absolutely uh, a possibility that it was a precursor to a trade, or I think I still think like probably the most likely thing is is some kind of extension. But uh, it you would do well. I think like I'm, we're talking like you know thirty five percent versus thirty okay. percent. Um, but 
like it, Doug would look it would it would make him look like a fool if they just cut him. Well, that really makes no I mean cutting him makes almost no sense to me because you know, you don't you're not getting a comp pick because you already picked up his option mm. and so now you're cutting him so he doesn't count towards the comp pick formula. It's not like you no, have but other you save but you save 9 million dollars under the cap. Right. That's the I mean that's why, right? But yeah, but like you said, you don't have a lot um, in the in the cupboard behind him. So right. I, I would think I would think that a trade would be far more likely. And um, I don't know. It just yeah, looking back, it feels like taught that was really you know he, he was really talking him up, and we're like, wait, this sounds different from <laughs> what we what we had heard. I didn't think he had a great season, and uh, you know I don't yeah, know I mean, that his numbers so- this year were were not good. I think an extension is very difficult because you have to get to a number that motivates him to say, okay, I'm not going to test free agency next year. And to get to that number, like, I don't know if you, I don't think you want to pay him that number um, for the long term. It's good. You know, the market will be set here because there are all these slot receivers who are going to, who are free agents, you know, golden Tate obviously has had a better career, uh, the Nelson Aguilar, although he is older, a guy like Adam Humphreys, like way older. Uh, yeah, Adam Humphreys. You know, he's younger. He's he's only a slot receiver. Jamison Crowder, he's younger. He's only a slot receiver. Uh, even a, you know your boy Cole Be- Beasley. So we're gonna get a pretty good sense here in the next week about what kind of money these slot receivers are going to make on the open market. Maybe there's a team that thinks that, you know, Aguilar is not just a slot receiver, but again, you know, we sort of have the evidence here that they had an opening. They needed yes. in a very bad way for somebody to step up and be an effective outside receiver this year. Um, you know, and it just, uh, it just didn't happen. Now uh, there is the, um, friend of the pod, Defop sunset Shaz, I think made the, the point in the comments that, uh, you know, if they are moving this this thing that we always talk about, if they are moving to more twelve personnel, then the uh, the slot receiver is is more of a bit role than it would be otherwise. Um, do you buy that, or are you still skept- skeptical that like it's going to be like a base twelve personnel team? Yeah, I mean, I'm skeptical because even the teams that play the most twelve personnel in the league, right? What is it? 40 I mean I haven't I don't have these numbers in front right, of me exactly. but I'm guessing it's what between 40 and 50% It's still it's still like generous? slot receiver is still a starting position. Yeah, I mean you're still going to be play, I don't know if I yeah, you're still going to be playing let's say 50 to 60% of the snaps. So maybe not a starting position but an important position and especially the well, way I mean, that's a starting position is like that's is it? I don't know. I don't know when, but like when people say this, like people say, I isn't, shouldn't a start is in starting position, like 80, you, 90, a hundred per, I mean the, for a receiver, shouldn't you be up I around feel like, like if you're playing, 90? I think if you're playing more than the majority of the snaps, I think if you were playing a majority of the snaps, you're a starter. I guess. I mean, people are saying this with like nickel corner also. Yeah. Like, like I think a nickel corner is a starter. And I think like the weak side linebacker on the Eagles is not really a starter. I mean, the guy, you mean the guy who only plays in base? Yes. Okay. Well, what? I guess so. I, it, I you, know, mean, you know, it just it just sort of depends how we're defining these things. Sure. I mean, a, yeah, star, I mean, yeah, a starting a, like cornerback, a, a, very, a starting like... plays a hundred percent of the snaps. They don't come off the field. So if okay, a guy's playing, true. you know, 
65 to 70, maybe we should have some type of name for that. Maybe okay. we can say, maybe we can say he's an important player. He's going to play 65 to 70% of the stats. But I feel like, I don't know. It sort of annoyed me. It's been okay. very, uh, you know, cachet for us to just label all these people uh, starting players and full-time players. But, you know, they're, they're not quite that. You should get dinged a little bit in your value. What was like uh, the starter brand, like the 90s starter like, like, I have like no idea why I'm so fired up about yeah, this. Yeah, you I, I this is <laughs> not the thing that I expected to ever get get your goat um as it were. Uh what was like what was their competition? Starter jackets nothing. Yeah. They were it. Okay. I'm trying to think of like a way to to classify the the second level. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Champion. know. Champion Champion's back, baby. Have you seen all this champion gear everywhere? No. no. My gosh, everyone's rocking the champion gear. I got to get some. All right. I'm always a little late with these fads. You know, I'm an old man. Yeah, that's fine. It would be How weird if you, you were, it would be weird if at this point in your life you were trying to start a trend. Yeah, that's true. I just got to get it on early. How, wh- what has your experience been or what do you expect it to be with like parents of Casey's friends and classmates like who who are not your friends mm. but who you find yourself you know having to interact with i have had absolute like almost absolutely none of this so far okay like, daycare uh, there has been uh no interaction the, you know we are uh casey is changing daycares so we are uh who knows if that will if that will uh, remain the case but i think he's still a little bit too young for that so i am okay. actually like i'm very curious about this world and how how I will comport myself in these conversations. You know, not, not a world I've, uh, I feel like I'm excelling in. Yeah. We had a little, I am like, I mean, I am generally in my life, like bad at like forced sort of fake interaction. Right. I am very bad at, at faking it. Really? I feel like you're okay with that. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're bad at it. Okay. I mean, I'll take that out of you. I, I would say you're uh, slightly above average. I would say you're yeah. you're like a six and a half or a seven. You think I can schmooze a little bit? I yeah, guess you're there's fine. a di- yeah. I think it's different if it's like a work capacity versus if it's like okay. I'm at a I'm at like a, a party and there are people I've ne- never met before and like I can tell that I really don't like this guy right away. Like I'm oh, not. I hate that. I'm, I'm not. Out. I'm not giving this guy like anything. That's that's probably the bigger thing. That's when you just get really drunk. <laughs> Yeah, I'd so, like for somebody to make that a drop. That's so yeah. Well, I, I had a little thing at uh, you know Leela's uh, preschool. They had like a breakfast, and it's fine. But you you know you're sitting on those little chairs, and it's it's like you, mm. your daughter, and then like uh, you know a boy and his mom, and so this conversation is real weird. Like he's like pointing at you, going like bagel, bagel. You know, and that then, like, sounds the mom, like that sounds like what Casey yeah. Wolf will be saying soon enough. He <laughs> you know? loves a bagel. And then the mom's like, "Yeah, he is eating a bagel." <laughs> you know? yeah. I, I, I can't do anything with that. Right. I got nothing. I'm just kind of like uh, you know, smiling and uh, chopping away. And then I had this, you know, uh, I was at a. Uh, it was actually like one of. The is this first the birthday bir- party take that you were hoping to get to? Yes, last week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was a, a three-year-old's birthday party, you know, a nice uh, event at one of those places where you jump around, standing next to two dads. Uh, you know, these guys are talking. I don't know. They they must have like real jobs, maybe contractors or something. 
I believe they were talking about the price of concrete. Wow. I mean, I can't. I'm thinking, like, do I jump in here and say, like, did you guys see the challenge this week? Or, uh, <laughs> you know, like, what's your moisturization plan for these cold months? My hands get really sort of, you know, dry. But there wasn't really an opening to get in there. I wasn't sure if that I was going to get a good reaction. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, though. I would in a in a social situation in which I have never met these people before. I would so much rather talk about the price of concrete than have somebody come to me with like their sports opinions. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you you cover the Eagles, huh? Like now I know, like, you know, we have we are we are very fortunate to have the jobs that we do. But like you get that, right? Like the oh oh yeah. you work for the Eagles. Like let me unload let me unload these like insane opinions on you. And you have to you have to deal with them tactfully. Yeah. I I just uh I feel like I usually just let the person talk in that situation. Yes, that's, that's okay. That is the right way to handle yeah. it, yeah. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Sorry. Okay. What were we talking about? Well, are you ready for the full free agency preview? Sure. This well, is- I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to unload all my thoughts because people need to subscribe to theathletic.com slash Philly. And after this, you know, it's 930 at night right now. Uh, you know, daddy got to do some writing after this Ooh. big free agency primer coming uh, big free agency primer. You have done the top 50 free agents and also your predictions on where they're going. But, uh, I'm afraid you're going to hate this because this is March shield. It's time for some quackatology. Okay. We are, as I did with Fran at the senior bowl, we are going. I, I have made a bracket of sixty-four free agents. Oh God, sixty-four! And we are going to match them up until there is one winner for who you think is the the likeliest free agent signing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, I kind of like this. Okay, this isn't bad. You said I was going to hate this. Well, because it's because uh, it it could go on for a while, and I know you don't well, like uh, games that last. Well, we can we can. I'm sure some of these will just be able to knock out really quick. Like I think that's you know? fair. Okay. All right. We start. We should have done this for the for the athletic Philly. This would have been a good story idea. This would have been a much better preview than the one I'm writing for well, tomorrow. We can embed it within your preview. We can, nah, uh, nah, uh, nah. I, I take that back okay. too much. That's a very easy list. <laughs> uh, okay. It starts with Nick Foles going back to the Eagles or the Eagles signing Cardinals wide receiver J.J. Nelson. J.J. Nelson, that's easy. Nick Foles is going to the Jags. You will see. Do you really think that is like fully done and dusted? Uh, I do, personally. Okay. Well, you know, I'm not saying. What did you think of the, uh, is this official, this Case Keenum trade? I don't know if it's official yet. What do you make of this? It seems like they, I, they are like a reasonable deal for them because they're not giving up anything. But, uh, I mean, Case Keenum's not putting the fear of God in me, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing Washington get uh, crushed for this, and don't I mean, get the me price wrong. Is very fair, yeah. Yeah, they're a terribly run franchise. They're garbanzo beans. I don't think they'll ever win anything with that man as their owner. Uh, terrible stadium experience. Really, you know, right? Nothing redeeming at all. But if you're just taking this move individually, I don't think it's crazy. I mean, you no, need I a comp. I don't think it's you that need. Bad. You're looking for competent quarterback play. You had this big injury to Alex Smith. You're paying him crazy money. You know, the Broncos, I, I have 
I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean, it sounds like the Broncos have to pay a lot of what Keenum's making. And so it's sort of an inexpensive quarterback option. You're barely giving anything up. And I don't think Case Keenum is good, but is he, I don't know. Better than Paul McCoy, yes. Right. Can he be like the 21st best quarterback starter in the NFL next year? Yeah. Yeah, he can. So. Um, you know, I know people are like, I do like just, the Josh Rosen idea for them, but uh, who knows? I mean, that's not something they could probably pull off right now. So, well, the, I mean, well, the other thing is, uh, I, I don't think it from so many of these teams, I don't think it should be an either or like, I don't know if there's an opportunity, if you like Josh Rosen, you can go and make that trade too. Yeah. If you like someone in the draft, you can draft that person. I I'm in favor of, when you're in this situation where you just have nothing, zero, zilch at quarterback, um, take some swings and hope something works out. Yeah. J.J. Nelson, by the way, coming off a uh, monster 2018 season in which he had seven catches for 64 yards. However, if you look from 2015 to 2017, when he was in the Bruce Arian system. That's right. Out. Averaged 18.6 yards per reception. Oh, boy. That was Look at you with the homework. Well, I got my thing up in front of me. I've written part of this, so he was actually the name on my list. Uh, That was tops in the NFL among players who had at least 50 catches. And Uh, if you remember, he was the guy who ran a uh, crazy uh, 40 at the combine. Right. So um, he is not your number one option if you're an Eagles fan. He is a man... We weren't able to get any of these other guys. We're kind of shopping for a vertical threat who might be able to know where to line up better than Shelton Gibson. Yeah, right. Take a flyer on JJ Nelson, that kind of guy. Give him, you know, $1.5 million or something like that. Right. Yep. Uh, Okay. Next up, uh, we have the one player in the top 50 who you predicted would sign with the Eagles in your piece on uh, the Athletic Philly today, not to give anything away. Saints running back Mark Ingram. Or recently released Ravens safety Eric Weddle, who is more likely to sign with the Eagles. You can give away one of fifty. I that's mean, that's kind of like yeah, that's, that's kind of like a tease. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Ingram. I mean, um, I'm sure we'll talk about other safeties on this list. I, I don't see any reason for them to be adding a safety. It feels like other people feel differently than me. You don't see I don't any know. reason. I I see reason. I, yeah. I, what's that? I don't know. I mean, if. I think the reason is if you think Avante Maddox is going to be a starting outside corner. If you think he is one of your if, – if, if you think your starters are Avante Maddox and Jalen Mills, then, I mean, Rodney McLeod is coming off this ACL still. And, you know, are you, are you that confident that, that Trey Sullivan is going to be able to get the job done? No, but, I mean, I don't think they feel that strongly that Avante Maddox has to play – outside corner even if they yeah, i don't think kind of, right so even so if either. you kind of like him there i mean he gives you that flexibility where where if mcleod is not able to get back and play then you can just play maddox at free safety and i you right. know i i really liked him at free safety last year so you have that option you know trey sullivan is an option not great but he at least improved to where he bit, yeah. wasn't completely killing you and I don't know, you, maybe you get Rasul Douglas some more snap reps there. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You have a lot of options. That doesn't seem like a wise place to spend money. And even people are mentioning the, you know, the Corey Graham package. You have like a bunch of DBs yes. who have experience we, yeah, doing different, have about different that, things. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you can really be able to piece that together. Um, 
in a right. good way. I think it just that means like instead of going big nickel, you just play dime and you have right, these. Exactly. Right, Yeah. Okay, next up. Uh, speaking of safeties, Honey Badger, Tyran Matthew, uh, who would be fun, or Chiefs wide receiver Chris Conley, who uh, did play one season, his rookie season, with uh, when Doug Peterson was the offensive coordinator, and is coming off a year in which he had 32 catches for 334 yards. And this is who's most likely to end up on the Eagles, right? Correct. Uh, that would be Chris Conley, I think. Uh, you know, I'm kind of int- I would be intrigued by Tyron Matthew if they had a need there. I think he could be kind of. Uh, it was fun, a, yeah. Like, yeah, I think he could be a fit for their scheme and all that. But uh, given what they have in the defensive backfield and what Matthew's going to cost, uh, I don't see that. And Conley is not an exciting name. He really hasn't done much in the NFL, but. He had an Achilles injury in 2017, so uh, he would be a guy you would sign and see if he can make the roster. So I will say Conley. Next up, we have Golden Tate coming back to the fold, or the Eagles, uh, I guess, trading for or potentially signing if the Chiefs do end up releasing Justin Houston. Mm. That's interesting. Hmm. It's kind of a t- tough one. You well, got any intel? One, but on you would have Houston? to think that uh, part of the reason the Chiefs are parting with him is that they are transitioning from a three-four to a four-three. So they don't think that he is a fit in a four-three. Maybe that's too simplistic, but yeah, that is. I mean, that is correct. It always it, it does seem a little bit weird to me, especially right. I, like I don't think that Justin Houston is going to like. <clears throat> You know, I, I think he'll be okay if you if you just put him on the line of scrimmage and say go get the quarterback. Defensive if end, yeah. If his skills are the same, I mean, he had nine sacks last year. The year before, he had nine and a half sacks and twenty quarterback hits. It seems like he can still get after the quarterback. He's thirty years old. Uh, he's I only thirty. I'm surprised yeah, by that. Yeah, yeah he's got a big contract. Uh, I mean, somebody. I, I think he can help somebody. I would think that he would probably be. Uh, a little bit pricier than the Eagles would be looking for. I don't think Golden Tate's coming back, but I think if I had to choose which is more likely, I guess I would say maybe there could be a scenario where they trade Aguilar and say, hey, Golden Tate, we actually like you. Right, Aguilar like, is oh, traded yeah. for like a, a pass rusher himself or, or you know a defensive tackle or something, and then they, they just bring back Tate. It's not, it's, not incra- it's not insane. Yeah, I'll say Tate. I think I agree with that. Uh, all right, next up. Ziggy Ansa or uh, Jamie Collins released today by the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to say Ziggy Ansa. I could see that. I think he's one of my sort of uh, wild cards. Uh, yeah. I think. Well, what is, you know? what is, what is interesting about, and you can speak to it probably better than I can, but uh, you know, he has a demonstrated upside. He has not hit it that often, but in a market of, uh, where there there are some accomplished pass rushers, maybe you can get Ziggy Ansa, uh, who has as high an upside as these other guys, but you can get him for cheaper than the other options. Maybe. I don't think that's going to end up being the case, but okay. yeah, that's the scenario that you paint. I mean, one thing I sort of learned in doing that exercise of matching the teams with uh, free agents is that I felt like there were two areas where the demand far outweighed the supply and that was edge rusher and wide receiver 
It seemed like yeah, wide receivers teams, is a wasteland. Yeah, I wanted to find wide receivers and edge rushers for these teams that had money to spend and had need, and there was just like nobody left to give them. So I don't think that's going to be the case. But if if you're of the camp that says, you know what, I think Howie is going to make some type of a splash in free agency. Ziggy Ansah was drafted when Jim Schwartz was the head coach of the Lions. Oh. He was the head coach there when they took Ansa with the fifth overall pick. So you know he thinks. Now Ansa well, an, was an old, I remember, when he was drafted. How old is he now? He is 30. He'll turn 30. He'll okay. be 30 at the start of next season. Uh, he's been injured. He's missed. He missed nine games last year because of a season-ending uh, shoulder injury. But like you said, when he has been healthy, he has been productive. I, I, how are you with like Excel or Google Sheets, like the the basics with that above stuff? Above average, not oh. great, but but above average. Oh, okay. My wife is fantastic. As is mine. I think yeah. we talked about that before. My brother uh, is also is also a whiz. Okay, so I, you know, I was just looking up how to do the basics and grabbing some of this wonderful data we have from Sport Radar, and so I I looked up you know, all these pass rushers and how often they produced a sack or a quarterback hit based on sort of the chances they get, you know, that kind of thing. And Ansa was at 10.4%, which is the best uh, this over the last two years, he's produced a sack or quarterback hit on 10.4% of his chances. The best mark of any player in this free agency class. That was the best. Wow. How about that? So uh, when he's been healthy, he's been productive again. I think one of these teams, right. 49ers, the Colts, the Jets. It is important the, to remember that yeah. as, as much cap room as the Eagles have created over the past week or so, they, are, they still rank sort of like you know, 29th or, or so in terms of total cap room. So. And also with that, you know, I, I think people assume, all right, they're clearing up cap space to do something. I feel like you clear up cap space in the event to give yourself flexibility in the event that you want to do something. Right. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, it's, it's sort of a distinction. It's not necessarily, hey, we have this deal in place. Let's clear up cap space. It's, right. hey, what if Ziggy Ansa's market is not what he thinks it's going to be and he becomes a viable option for us? Mm-hmm. Let's not have to scramble all of a sudden and create cap space to sign him. So um, I forget who Ansa was. Oh, J- Jamie Collin. No, I don't think they're. Bad I don't, yeah, it makes no Yeah, sense, I don't think yeah. he's a scheme fit and you're not going to pay a linebacker. So definitely Ansa. All right, next up we have a player with whom you are quite familiar, Seahawks linebacker K.J. Wright or quarterback Tyrod Taylor. Interesting. Hmm. I think I really like K.J. Wright as a player, but he's 30 years old. Was injured last year. I think I don't think they're going to pay another linebacker. It would, it would probably take as much as you paid Bradham. Um, around eight million. You don't, eight think, million he would, you or don't more. think he would come cheaper than uh, Jordan Hicks, I guess. Uh, no, I don't think he'll okay. be cheaper than Jordan Hicks. I think they'll be. I mean, they both. I don't know. Jordan Hicks could get around eight million, so I don't know. It could be. I thought you were going to say you don't think KJ Wright will give the Eagles a discount since I'm covering the Eagles now. No, that's he not could. what I was going to say, but that was probably okay. what I shouldn't have said. Okay. Um, boy, I'm really struggling to remember the names. KJ Wright or who is Tyrod Taylor. I, I guess Tyrod Taylor. I, I don't know if you put yeah. stock into the comments they made about not handing Nate Sudfeld, uh, not handing the job to him. Well, I mean, they have a proven history of paying for backup quarterbacks. Right. So it's not insane. Yeah, I don't think either, but I'll say Taylor. 
Next up, a uh, guy who has been around the block most recently with the Vikings, Sheldon Richardson, or uh, Clay Matthews. Mm. I will go with Sheldon Richardson. Sheldon Richardson is a guy who, like, who I would I would put I think on maybe a, a bit of a short list for the Eagles. Actually, really, I don't know how I I, I, I don't okay. think he's very good necessarily. Uh, thanks mostly to your description of him the other day, but uh, they need somebody there, and he seems like a uh, somewhat of a fit. Yeah, I think from a scheme scheme perspective, I think he is a fit. He's a guy who you know likes to um, get in the backfield and be disruptive. So uh, it's it's not a crazy thought. I mean, it feels like this will be what his fourth, fourth team, team in four, four years. years. Yeah. That's a bit concerning. Um, it's not great. His production has not been great. I wouldn't. He's he, how old is he? Sheldon Richardson. Let me pull up my list here. Okay, it also feels like from a all the stuff you're worried about with free agents and culture fit and all yeah. that. He's 28, so he's not young Sheldon. He's gosh. middle-aged Sheldon. Have uh, you ever watched a second of that show? I have not. Uh, I have not, no. He got a one-year $8 million deal hmm. last offseason. So you know what? Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it would be crazy for them to give him a – Seven million dollar deal, one year like, deal, yeah. yeah. Like, and just say, let's see how this goes. It's a, you know, if he plays really well, then we can make a decision whether to extend him or we get the comp. He pick. seems like a very reasonable guy to sign to a one year deal, hoping that you're drafting a defensive tackle high and like that person's going to replace this guy in a year. But hopefully, you can get starting caliber play out of him. I'm kind of kicking myself for not uh, giving him to the Eagles in my predictions. Okay. Because I couldn't find it. He was like the last guy. I oh, really? Find a team. Okay. I couldn't find a team for him. Yeah, I was really struggling. I felt like I, I feel like when you went through that exercise, you must have been approaching it like uh, you were trying to get the Eagles out of your head because you were trying to be fair to the other 31 teams. That's true. And it was a it was a very painful exercise. It took I would imagine many, so. many more hours than I anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have a wide receiver matchup. Tyrell Williams. Or the Eagles trade for Antonio Brown. Who? <laughs> Which is more likely? Hmm. I think it's more likely that they trade for Antonio Brown only because I don't. I mean, they're not going to trade for Antonio Brown, but like Tyrell Williams is going to be the highest paid receiver, and they're not going to like they're not going to win that market even if they were interested in Tyrell Williams. I think that's well said. I would agree with that. I think Tyrell Williams will be the classic example of a good player who will be who is hitting free agency at the perfect time and will get paid sort of way above he what he should when you compare him to uh sort of the other wide receivers in that uh in that earnings bracket or whatever whatever you want to call it so yeah i have uh nothing else to add there i don't think tyrell williams what he ends up gets as a scheme fit you know he is a deep threat he would fit he would be great great fit but. Yeah, if he if he was an under the radar guy who was who you could get for a reasonable deal, I would say yeah, you know. But I just he's he's he will probably get paid or certainly could get paid higher than any other wide receiver in free agency. Next up, we have we move on to the second quadrant of the uh, first round. The probably the premier pass rusher on the market, Trey Flowers from the New England Patriots, or uh, the Eagles trade for John Ross. From the Bengals. 
I will say trade for John Ross. Yeah, I think it's similar to the Tyrell Williams. There's just no way they're going to win the market for Trey Flowers. Other than Nick Foles, he may get the highest deal. Am I right here? I'm trying to double I think check. That's probably. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could get $16 million a year. And, I, you know, it's weird that the Patriots didn't. Uh, they may still bring him back, I guess, but. Yeah, he's he's a premium position, team needs, all that. So um, I don't think they're going to get Trey Flowers. John Ross, initially when they mentioned he was on the trade block, I thought, oh, he could be interesting. Some of the weirdest numbers I've ever seen. Really? Caught 36.2% of his targets last year. John Ross is what is what worries me about uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown in the draft. Interesting, but, uh, yeah. interesting. Okay. Uh, got 36.2% of his targets, but had seven receiving touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, that's t- it's a total fluke, right? Like <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest, uh, stat line. I mean, I don't know if you're giving up, like, uh, I don't know what is, what he would be making as a first round pick. It might not even be sort of, uh, worth it to bring him on board. I, I well, mean, I don't think, I mean, because it's, isn't it, um, so front loaded with the signing bonus. Probably. I so, don't know. Like, I don't think it. it's, I don't think he's making it's that a lot. much. Okay. Well, if you don't have to give up much for him, I mean, his salary like, yeah, is $1.2 million. Oh, okay. All right. So he can, he can run and he's young. Right. That's a, you know, it sounds like nothing, but that's a, uh, no, that's <laughs> that's not a bad starting base for a guy they would be looking for. So I don't think it would be the craziest thing if they traded for him, knowing that it's a low degree of, of a probability that it actually works out. Next up, the Eagles re-sign Jordan Hicks, or they sign Terrell Suggs. Mm. Terrell? Terrell Suggs? Terrell Suggs. Uh, I would say more likely that they sign Terrell Suggs. You think so? I think this is interesting because I would have said coming in that like Terrell Suggs is one of the likeliest guys for them to sign uh, because they need pass rush, and there's the obvious Joe Douglas connection. But, like... I think it's I think it's probably I would tilt it like a little bit towards Hicks just because if if they if he has a soft market he could always he could always just go back to the Eagles. But this is your exercise. I'm happy to give you sucks. I mean, I'm wondering how low the money would have to get for Hicks for it to be yeah. worth bringing him back. You know, it's like all right, he doesn't get 8 million is he, you know, he probably get right. six or seven million at that point you still do it i mean i yeah i i, I feel like i'm lower on jordan hicks than <laughs> and maybe it may be unfair yeah i don't know i was thinking this because i'm looking at all these other lists and projections and you know there's a lot of like nice things written about it and i'm just like i've watched this guy he can't stay healthy and when he was healthy since we've returned to the beat he hasn't done anything i mean he's been fine he's right. been solid starter but i don't know maybe solid starter young good leadership and tangibles maybe that will uh get him paid so uh, i i kind of like your thinking with the Suggs thing old man pass rush one-year deal joe douglas connection especially if you part ways with like michael bennett or something or chris mm-hmm. long doesn't come back um that wouldn't be crazy to me you gotta look into his uh his history what yes the, i don't i don't i don't know the specifics me neither so all right we give it to Suggs. next up anthony barr or Dante Moncrief? Oh, boy. I will go with Dante Moncrief. I mean, Anthony Barr, you're talking about paying 
for a $10 guy million like dollars who's, who's not for a your, fit and right. I mean, yeah. I mean, he could. I don't know. He I, could I, be, I, but yeah. Yeah, he probably could play in their scheme and be fine. But you're going to pay that guy ten million dollars. I mean, there's like it feels like there's and no it's total guesswork to see if he right. could, if he could. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and Dante Moncrief, you're giving like a million dollars to probably. I mean, yeah, Moncrief is not a good football player. It that's seems right. like I know that's right. But if you strike out with all these wide receiver options and you just want to grab a guy, I guess maybe, probably not, but maybe. Next up, we got a pair of pass rushers: Preston Smith or Shane Ray. Mm-hmm. I don't think either. I think more likely would probably be Shane Ray because he's going to be less expensive. I think that's probably correct. Although the Preston Smith thing, it would be kind of funny if the Eagles pulled like a an AFC East move and just signed someone from the division. All there right, you go. Uh, next up, Domican Sue or uh, Denzel Perryman. Denzel Perryman was like the last person I put on this list. So, uh, you know, I've seen him in places, and I have done nothing on him. Yeah, I remember yes. him from the draft, and I right, couldn't tell you too. a single thing about him since. Do you think Indomitian Sue is, would be a crazy signing for them? I think that's. I think that's one that like I don't think that's insane. You might be able to read that in my wild card category. Oh, baby. Tomorrow. Eh, not saying it's going to happen. I think that would be a fun splash. I mean, it seems like he wants to play for a winning team. Uh, he was not great last year, but, you know, he's still... Now, he too must have... Sh- has Schwartz background, right? Sure did. Okay. 2010 to 14, he was in... Uh, mm. I kind of like was, that. He was in Detroit. Let me see here. Now, yeah, I mean, so what, all but one year. He what do you think he's going to get paid? Well, that's where it gets tricky. I mean, he signed for one year, fourteen million yeah. last year yeah. with the Rams. So that would be. You would think a little bit less than that, but not a lot less than that. Yeah, I mean that that would surprise me. He's thirty-one years old. Do you you know do you sign him to a more than one year contract? Is that risky business? I don't know. I mean. Yeah. Probably still a long shot, but in, I would put him in the wild card category. I put him over Perriman, I guess. Although, I mean, Perriman, like, if they're just going to sign some random linebacker, <laughs> I guess that's it's not insane. But It seems like a hilarious – that's, like, the funniest matchup so far. <laughs> we, that's one where, yeah, we're spending the entire time talking about Sue and I forget who the other guy <laughs> the was. Guy, yeah, it'll, be fun, it'll be really funny if on Wednesday, like, the first wave, they've signed Denzel Perriman to a $2 million deal. He gets, he gets the Corey Nelson treatment. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, Bradley Roby, the Broncos corner or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oof. I think I it's Fitzpatrick. Say, I think it's Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think they're signing a corner at the top of the market unless it's Darby and we'll see. And Roby didn't even, the reviews out of how he played as a full-time starter right. last year, are not even that good. So. All right. Next up, it would make Bucks sense. slot receiver, Adam Humphreys or... Uh, former Chargers defensive tackle who uh, came on this year, Darius Phylon. Mm. Love a guy. Love, love a guy whose name rhymes with pylon. Yeah, I kind of like both these guys. Phylon's pythons. Uh, I had Humphreys going to the Fighting Frank Reichs. Okay, which I was very happy with. I think he's a he would be a tremendous fit there. Led all receivers last year in terms of first downs from the slot 
got some juice with the ball in his hands. If you're getting rid of Nelson Aguilar, I think he would be a nice fit, but mm-hmm. I think he will have a nice market. Phylon is more, you know, I don't think he's shown the pass rush chops yet, but was a good player, is young, defensive tackle. One of the, so, you know, one of the few players, it's, it's rare in free agency that you could sell yourself on the guy like uh, you're buying low on him as a young player. Right, like you could you could you could talk yourself into him having some some real upside. Yeah, I'll go with Phylon. Yeah, I like I'll that talk one. Me into it, yeah. All right, we close out the uh, first half of the first round. Oh my gosh, Adrian when Amos. Am I going to start writing Adrian Amos or the Eagles trade for Odell Beckham? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I guess I have to say Amos. Amos, I don't think either. <laughs> Yeah, I guess Amos has the sort of corner safety thing going on that Schwartz could find attractive. Uh, going to be too expensive. Do you think Odell Beck? I think I kind of think Odell Beckham's going to get traded. I mean, the only reason I think that is because Jay Glazer said it. Okay. Seems like there's some smoke there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, how funny would that be if, like, if 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 like Gettleman and Shermer come in, uh, and in two years they keep Eli. Trade Odell Beckham and like leave this just barren wasteland of a roster and then and then leave and then get fired. Like, don't wild. franchise Landon Collins don't and franchise then Landon Collins draft a running back at two. <laughs> and then there are these like talks of uh, them trading Olivier Vernon mm. or releasing him. I was looking at his his numbers are not bad if you look at sat, the the sort of rate statistics with sacks like and quarterback pass hits. index. And they have the worst, like one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL. Right. He's he's like the only guy who did anything for him. So, yeah, I mean, that, that franchise has no idea what, what's going on. All right. I will try to uh, move us along a little quicker here. Okay, let's go. Uh, Le'Veon Bell or the Eagles trade for D. Ford? Mm-hmm. More likely, I don't think it's going to happen, but I will say... That's an interesting one. I mean, D Ford, it's the scheme fit thing you mentioned anyway, right? Uh, he's been a productive player, but he's been playing in a 3-4, a sort of a outside linebacker. They're willing to trade him. That kind of makes you wonder, why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to sign Le'Veon Bell, but you know what? I'll say Le'Veon Bell would be more likely. I agree. I, I mean, I just think it's more likely that I think it's less likely that they would they would win a uh, a trade market for D Ford and be willing to to part with whatever it took. Yeah. Uh, next up, Shaquille Barrett or Trey Boston. Oh God. Yeah. These are, this is, that's a, that's a dregs one. I don't like either of them. Trey Boston. I guess I would say Trey Boston. He is a prototypical free safety if nothing else. So if you say, I loved Trey Boston coming out. Really? Okay. Yes. He's, had a, he's had a lot of interceptions. Yeah. He's had a, uh, he's a good career relative to where he was drafted. Uh, Shaquille Barrett looks to me like a, uh, three, four, it seems like some of his value is in his versatility in a three, four, where he can drop and do some other stuff. Okay. So I don't, I, I think I would say Trey Boston next up bucks linebacker, Quan Alexander or former Jags running back TJ Yeldon. Yeldon. I think, yeah, I think they will end up with. I'm trying to think if you've yeah no you haven't mentioned all the guys yet so I'll wait till you mention the next guy and then I'll tell you but I think Yeldon is like one of three or four running backs they will have yeah. one of them 
Yeah, I would say four. I'm looking at four running backs here. I think they will end up with one of the four. Okay. Uh, next up, Zadarius Smith, the Ravens pass rusher, or Tim Jernigan comes back. I would say Jernigan. I think uh, Zadarius Smith also is sort of more of a uh, versatility type okay. guy in a three in a in a three four. I do really like him. I'm curious to see where he will go. I think he will get paid one of these contracts that have, has everyone going like, whoa, you know, we hadn't heard too much about this guy, and he's getting paid um, a monster deal. But um, I will go with whoever I will go with Jernigan is the other guy. You said. I can tell you that my one recollection of uh, Zadarius Smith from the Senior Bowl is I remember thinking he had a big face. It's always what I look for yeah. in a good uh, edge rusher. Yeah. Next want up, that big face. Ram safety Lamarcus Joyner or Muhammad Wilkerson. Mm. Muhammad Wilkerson. Yeah, I mean they're not signing Lamarcus Joyner, right? Do you tackle? Yeah, more of an area of need. I, I I don't think that's happening, but we'll go with Wilkerson. Uh, former Ravens and Cardinals wide receiver John Brown, the speedster. Or the Eagles bring back Jay Ajayi? I will say John Brown. John Brown would be a really nice hit for them. I just think in the watered-down wide receiver market, they're probably going to get outbid. You don't think they're bringing back Ajayi? I think I don't think it's crazy. Really? On a one-year deal? Okay. But I'll give you Maybe. Brown. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's not crazy. I mean, I'm looking at TJ Yeldon. Is he going to be better than... Right. I mean... I guess, yeah, it's fair enough. I think I think we maybe are underselling the possibility that JHI could come back for a year. Okay, I like that. Maybe you know what? I'm going to add him here to my. Uh, he he at least warrants mentioning. I think in this thing. Yeah, that's probably right. I'm glad that uh, if nothing else comes out of this, we've given you more work. Yeah. Uh, Jamison Crowder or Kareem Jackson. They really should have signed John Brown last offseason, by the way. Which we said. Would, yeah, which we did. Um, sorry, who, who were you? Jamison you Crowder mention? and Kareem Jackson. You know, Kareem ja- of the of if they were looking to fill that Corey Graham role, mm-hmm. Kareem Jackson would be a nice fit for that. Okay. But I don't think they're looking to do that. <laughs> I could see them kind of liking Jamison Crowder if they if they trade Nelson Aguilar. Sure. Because he's coming off an injury, so maybe you get him for a. Uh, I love injured guys. Yeah, you know a a prove it prove it sort of deal, and he he plays the slot for you next year. I'll say Crowder. Okay. C.J. Mosley, the Ravens linebacker, or the Eagles trade for Jordan Howard. Trade for Jordan Howard. I mean, C.J. Mosley's going to get yeah. A lot of money. I know. I guess. What are, are people making? Is that a Joe Douglas connection? Is that? It feels like a lot of people when I tweeted out people. that we're going to be talk, talking about this, they were. Uh, a lot I of think, CJ. I think Eagles fans just always love weird. linebackers, but yeah, I mean they're not they're not going to pay at the top of the market for a linebacker. Yeah, they generally like a uh, a white linebacker, though. I feel. No, you think so? Yeah, when I was growing up, maybe. Oh, it's not oh, oh, oh! The Eagles fans, not the Eagles team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. You thought I, I mean, you Eagles thought fans I like Eagles Howie fans Roseman? like I mean, like white players. I mean, you don't have to does you don't have to be linebacker. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, what was the other one? Jordan Howard traded for Jordan Howard. 
God, I can't remember any of these. Okay. Uh, Jordan Howard is not good, right? He's not good. But Joe Douglas was in Chicago, I guess, when... Uh, yeah, sure. But, I mean, drafted. this is just, uh, you know, they're not going to sign C.J. Mosley, so it's Jordan Howard. Okay. Uh, your friend, Earl Thomas, or the Eagles, trade for Robert Quinn. Trade for Robert Quinn. Okay. Uh, Cam Wake or Bruce Irvin? Ooh. Both guys rank highly in the Kapadia Pass Rusher Index. Baby. Cam Wake is very old. 37, I think. I'm going to give him Cam Wake. Okay. Ha ha. Clinton Dix or Latavius Murray. Well, you keep matching up these run, running backs and safeties, I feel like. And so since That's running back completely is accidental area of need, I will go with Latavius Murray. Okay. Dante Fowler or Vinnie Curry? More likely would be Vinnie Curry. Dante Fowler is one of the only young mm. edge rushers. Even though I don't think he's very good, I think a team will probably regret signing him to a big money deal. He hasn't done much. But uh, I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to pay anything close to what he gets and maybe i don't know i i I wouldn't be excited about them bringing back vinnie curry but i guess you can't rule that out especially if they trade michael bennett or something like that next up teddy bergewater or mark baron rams teddy i would say teddy teddy bridgewater okay uh, three matchups left in the first round. You're doing a good job. Now, remember, the okay. first round in itself has more matchups than the rest of the rounds combined. Right, and if if we get to players who I you know, have some opinions on, I'll share them. Okay. Uh, Ronald Darby comes back, or the Eagles sign Trevor Simeon. Your boy. My boy. Mm, I will say Darby comes back. I think that's probably right, although I like Simeon. Yes. I don't think Darby's coming back. Yeah, I, people are talking like, oh, Darby, like the, the Eagles are clearing the space for Darby. Why? And also, there is a cornerback's another one where the right. demand he, he can get outweighs paid supply. Somewhere. Yeah, maybe not a crazy amount, but I would think more than what the Eagles would want to pay him. Second uh, to last one, penultimate matchup of the first round. I think an interesting one. Two guys who I, I could see the Eagles signing. Tevin Coleman, who I presume is your fourth running back in your group there. Yes. Or Devin Funches. You think they could sign Devin Funches? Why not? Because he stinks? Well, of course he stinks. He's a, wide, he's he's a free agent wide receiver. A, and he's just like this big, slow guy? Well, they My don't God, like speed, they, apparently. You want them to get slower on offense? I don't this want them to. That's what Doug wants them to do. All right, if they sign Devin Funches, I will, will come on here and crush them. <laughs> I will vow, All right, Devin I will Coleman. vow to do that. So uh, I will say Tevin Coleman. Yes, the problem with Tevin Coleman him. is I feel like he is going to be the highest paid running back. Don't you? Well, I guess Le'Veon Bell. Aside Bell. From Le'Veon Bell. He's going to be the second highest paid running yeah, back. Okay, yeah, okay, that's fine. But. That could mean, I don't know, 5 to $6 million. Right. Probably still more than what the Eagles want to do, but I don't know if you're, if they're looking to invest and they really like him, he's 26. He can catch the ball. doesn't have a ton of, uh, 
what is it? Tread on the tire? Is that? Mm-hmm. Am I using that right? I'm not. I don't he know still has some tread on the tire. Yeah. He has tread on the tire. Okay. You want tread on the. tire. You want tread? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Again, I, I think um, I think your first instinct there is right. Is that he's going to be priced out of their market? But you can see it with the fit and the age and all those things. So I will say Coleman. So the four guys I have are. Oh no! You've only mentioned three of them. Okay. Have I? I'll wait. Yeah. Well, one of them's not a free agent. Oh, oh, then this, then then that that could be the one who's coming up in the last yeah. matchup. It is. You're right. It is another safety versus running back matchup. Landon Collins or the Eagles trade for Duke Johnson. Oh, baby, that's a no brainer. Easiest. This is like the one sixteen. Yeah, it's actually a two fifteen technically on my sheet. Oh, you do have numbers. Okay. Well, just uh, Duke- just so I could fill them in. Duke Johnson is the fourth running back here. So I got mm. Tevin Coleman, Mark Ingram, TJ Yeldon, Duke Johnson. I think they end up with one of those four. Okay. There's a uh, there's Duke another Johnson, guy I like. Honestly. There's another guy I like who uh, I was looking at the other day who I did not have on here, probably just because I forgot about it. Kenyon Drake from the As Dolphins. A trade option? Yeah, as a trade, trade option. Well, okay. I mean, what are the Dolphins doing? Who cares? I mean... I don't know. I well, they gave imagine. the ball to uh, Carry on Johnson at the end of last year, and, and apparently they were just they just want. Carry uh... oh, on Johnson's the Lions. I'm Who's, sorry, Kalen uh, 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 K- Balage. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, Duke Johnson makes a lot of sense for the Eagles. I feel like don't he you? Does. He's a he's he's a very good receiver. Um, Two hundred and thirty-five catches in four seasons. Yeah, he's he's a good fit. No, there's no doubt about it. Nine point two yards per reception. Twenty five years old. Signed through twenty twenty one. Get excited about Duke Johnson, not Darren Sproles, people. Now, so Duke Johnson, T.J. Yeldon, Tevin Coleman, Mark Ingram. Yes. How would you rate them in who you in your excitement level? In, well, I, I don't get excited about stuff, so rephrase. You got to rephrase it. No, I mean you don't get excited, but there are still like I'm gonna, why it's would like I a, it's like a point one versus like a point four on a on a one hundred point scale. But they're still they must be in rank order somehow. Do you want me to rate them by? I'll rate them by how uh, Joe Eagles fan should be should be excited. should be excited. Okay. Okay. Um, well, are we saying the money is equal for these guys, or based no. on what I think they're going to be paid? Based on what you think the cost will be. Mm, okay. Boy, it's hard to get too excited. Uh, I think I think Duke Johnson might be my number one there. Okay. I think Mark Ingram would be number two. I think on the scale of do people like Mark Ingram or not, I am more on the I like Mark Ingram sure. side of it. So I would say he's two. I would say Tevin Coleman three. I just can't imagine anyone getting that excited about TJ Yeldon. <laughs> I don't think. I, I mean, he's five. T- T.J. Yeldon's not getting too excited <laughs> yeah. about T.J. Yeldon. I'm not going to crush them if they sign T.J. Yeldon. Like, that would be fine. Right. He's young. He's, young, he's competent. It would make sense if you, if you can't get someone better. Oh, here's a little T.J. Yeldon nugget, by the way. Hold on one second. Okay. Okay, what's the uh, T.J. Yeldon note? Okay, so uh, do you know who coached T.J. Yeldon or was part of that staff when he was a freshman at Alabama? Well, uh, because you're asking, I'm going to assume I Jeff Stoutland. That's right. Okay. A little intel. He he ran for over 1,100 yards that year. That would so be, would... At, at the very least, uh, TJ Yeldon would be a better use of the, of the uh, Jeff Stoutland Memorial roster spot than Chance Wormack. 
Am I allowed to tweet out the Jeff Stoutland feature if they sign TJ Yeldon? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right. Well, then let's, let's go TJ. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Am I allowed to tweet out the uh, Merrill Reese story from last year if they signed uh, TJ Yeldon? <laughs> what, am, what am I missing here? Is Nothing. there a connection? Just, no, oh, okay. There's no connection. I thought I was looking for a free agent with the last yeah. name Reese or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, you're allowed. Yeah. Okay. All right. We have completed the first round and we move to the second round. Oh, my God. Who is, to, who is still listening to this garbanzo bean? Everybody. I think okay. this is probably our best episode. Maybe. I ever. would disagree with that, but go ahead. Okay. J.J. Nelson or Mark Ingram? Mark Ingram. Chris Conley or Golden Tate? Did I did I give the background on Mark Ingram last time? Let me go over. Real I think quick. you didn't. Yeah, go give me, give us the Mark Ingram. Yeah. twenty nine years old, so probably not going to get a big payday. Averaged uh, about four point nine yards per carry the last four seasons. If you like the advanced stats, like success rate, uh, ranked very highly in that. Can catch the ball. Had three straight years of forty five catches or more. You know, is fine being part of a committee as he was with uh, Alvin Kamara down there. Maybe Threw some shade at the Eagles uh, over the uh, ski mask thing, I believe. But but it was kind of fair shade because they were doing that yeah, first. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, now he can th- – but you know how it is with Eagles fans. If he comes here and throws shade at someone else, they'll be lo- – Now, I do, I do worry a little bit about um, – like, yes, the advanced metrics are, are good for him. But I, 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 my gut is that the advanced metrics are going to be good towards any Saints running back. Okay. You, you know, you know what I mean. Just because, like, yeah, I they, hear you. Their uh, their running game is is probably always going to look good analytically because everyone's loading up to stop the pass. Yeah, I should look up some of his uh, yards after contact and that type thing. Yeah. Okay. All right, but so I do generally like Mark Ingram as a player, and I think okay. I think um, because he's paired with Alvin Kamara, it's probably. Uh, He's probably not given enough credit for the fact that he, he, he can be a factor in the passing game. And I feel like he might have a big face, too. He might be on your all-big face team. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't done the measurements, okay. but anecdotally. All right, next. All right. Uh, Chris Conley or Golden Tate? Conley. Interesting. Zingy Ansa or Tyrod Taylor? Hmm. Ansa. Let me know if you disagree. Uh, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Water gun to your head. Eagles backup quarterback week one next year. Nate Sudfeld or the field? Mm, great question. I say Nate Sudfeld. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Sheldon Richardson or Antonio Brown? Mm. Both very fun locker room guys. I feel. I don't know. I don't really know anything about <laughs> Sheldon Richardson. I mean, like fun for us. I, I think they would add a little spice. Uh, Is I he a spicy Shel- guy? I mean, I think he's had some issues. Okay. I will say Sheldon Richardson. You talked to me him. Be- talked me into him being a potential. Actor. Yeah, I, I think I'm. 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 I'm kind of talking <laughs> myself into Sheldon Richardson. Okay. Uh, all right, John Ross or Terrell Suggs. Ooh. Good one. I will say Suggs. I think that I agree with that. Okay. 
Dante Moncrief or Shane Ray? Wow, those are real splashes. Just get them both out of here. <laughs> I'm afraid that's not how it works. Like they, you know, they got it. They both, they got like a stomach virus on the way to the game <laughs> and uh, they can't compete and they just are disqualified from the tournament. Can we I do that with them? I think it's Moncrief. Okay, fine. Moncrief. Uh, Dominican Sue or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Sue. I agree. Really, Dar- what, really what we're just seeing is that if they're going to make a splash historically based on what we know about how they build teams, defensive line would be the place, right? I mean, I think that's sort of one of the lessons of this exercise. I think that's probably right. Although it is interesting if you think about like their biggest free agent signings of recent years. I mean, one was a guard. One True. was a safety. Two were safeties. Uh, you know, I guess there's Connor Barwin you throw in there. Um, I guess like the, the defensive line guys have been more patchwork guys like a Chris Long, but maybe that's just because yeah. they are so prohibitively expensive to begin with. Right. Okay. Uh, Darius Phylon or Adrian Amos? Phylon. Phylon's pylons, baby. I got to say that's fun to say. Phylon. It's a really fun name to say. Yeah. So far, if I'm rooting for a signing, it's probably Phylon because I like, I like to say it. If, uh, you know, if there is a number two down the road, uh, Phylon Wolf has a nice ring to it. <laughs> Phylon Wolf. <laughs> uh, Le'Veon Bell or Trey Boston? Oh. Le'Veon Bell. You think, like, uh, you, don't think, you don't think the Trey Boston signing is going to uh, fire up the WIP callers like Le'Veon Bell would? <laughs> no. I don't think so. TJ Yeldon or Tim Jernigan? Oh, that's a good one. That's a, that's a little spicy one. TJ Yeldon or Tim Jernigan, huh? Both players' names begin with T and end with N. I'm going to go with TJ Yeldon, I think. I think I, I agree with feel, you. I don't feel great about it. Just because of the Statland thing. Okay. <laughs> Muhammad Wilkerson or John Brown? John Brown. John Brown would be another one where I say if they're going to make a splash, I could see that. Maybe they talk themselves into Don't this guy. Don't sign John be... Brown. Sign the next John Brown, you know? Well, that's true. You would have to draft the next John Brown, I no, guess. No, you just signed another. You signed the guy who was John Brown last year. What was that? I don't, I don't see one. Probably J.J. Nelson. Mr. Chance. Should have listened to us. Jamison Crowder or Jordan Howard? feels like jordan howard would be more likely i think that's probably correct uh trading for robert quinn or signing cam wake i would say let me see how old is robert quinn oh robert quinn is only 28 years old Mm. six and a half sacks last year eight and a half the year before Huh. Give me a give me a little Robert Quinn. Interesting. What do you think? You think it's realistic that these two NFC East contenders would trade with each other? What do you mean? I'm Quinn's not, on not, the not NFC East. Oh, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I was thinking yeah. he was still on the Rams. Oh yeah. No, no. Last year he was on the. Uh... Well, it tells you how well I prepared for this podcast. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were thinking. And I like, said oh, NFC East, too, which I, and I just meant <laughs> NFC. But 
I'm uh, looking at Jordan Howard's uh, Jordan Howard numbers. Stinks. Last year was terrible. He stinks. Quinn being was, on the Dolphins actually, actually, I think I, that, that's definitely doable. We know they trade. We know they trade together. Okay. Uh, although I, I could see the Cam Wake thing too, as the memorial old pass rusher. I would like, yeah, I would like him to go somewhere where at least a relevant team. Okay, uh, Latavius Murray or Vinnie Curry. Do you know Cameron Wake was in my statistics class at Penn State? Really? Do you know what his his name back then was? Derek Wake. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's all I, I know. Maybe about I did him. remember that. Okay. Uh, how, did he, how did he do in the class? Did he go to class? Uh, he did show up. Yes. Every day. I mean, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't every day. It was like three Have days I told a week. I, 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 my performance in fresh, freshman statistics was awful. Attendance, really? Attendance-wise. Oh, attendance-wise. Because okay. I took, uh, I took uh, AP statistics in high school. Bragger. I think, well, and I think I may have told the story. And so, like, I came, like, thinking I was some big shot, and I didn't, need to, I didn't really need to care about the class. And there was also a policy where if you didn't, uh, if you missed three or fewer classes, then you didn't have to take the final. So oh. this was also a 9 a.m. class, freshman first semester. So, you know, I was struggling to make it in the first place. So once okay. I missed my fourth class, I was no longer incentivized to go. So oh, I, like, I did not go very often. And, mm. and then I was studying for the final and realized I was completely ill-prepared. I love that you were even smelling yourself over your statistics. I paused there because I didn't want to say that, but it felt like, I felt like it was an important part of the story. Yeah. You were taking a whiff uh, about your statistics knowledge. Wow. I got a five. No big deal. (laughs) All right. Where are we? Uh, We are at a very exciting exciting matchup between Latavius Murray and Vinnie Curry. Vinnie Curry. I think I would probably say Latavius Murray, but who cares? Okay. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater or Ronald Darby? I think it's Darby. Okay, I'll go Darby. I don't think I could, they're going to... I could have been talked into Bridgewater. Yeah. There's no market for him. They say, yo, Teddy, you know, you come here. Our backup has had to play in some big games now. Yeah. That could be you. It's true. Give us a little one-year deal. Step it up. You're going to be dealing, you know, dealing with some great coaches here. We'll be making millions next year, my man. That was my Howie Roseman impression. You think that's how Howie talks? You you did you notice him? And, did you notice him and Doug were doing the uh, the the fist pound and explode like nonstop really? combine? Really? You can't yeah. do that. You can't. You cannot do that with the same person more than once in one day. I think, that's, also, I think I, that's a I, rule. I also feel like you got to retire that at a certain age. Yeah, I mean, you can't be, you, yeah, you can't be doing it earnestly. I think it has to be you know, like, sort of ironic. Two grown men should not be doing that. Two anymore. grown men doing that more than once in one day is, is yeah. definitely out of bounds. Okay, just making sure we're on the same page. All right, this is an, uh, this is you an know actual... This is, you know this is getting back to them. Yeah, right. well... It's it's, it's, French listeners in that NovaCare complex. Listen, that's uh, tough medicine, but they got to take it. Okay. Uh, this is an actual interesting matchup. Tevin Coleman or Duke Johnson? Ooh, good one. Good typing, it sounded like. Yeah, well, my wife was saying, asking when I'm going to be done. <laughs> no, I, mean, to... I know that's the same thing you're wondering. 
Uh, I'm going to say Duke Johnson. I can you imagine feel, if we, can you imagine if, you, we, if we tried to keep Brad on for the entirety of this exercise? I, I don't think he would have agreed to that. <laughs> That's uh, definitely true. I kind of feel like the Duke Johnson thing should happen. I think it's the Duke Johnson thing because I think that it will be harder to win the Tevin Coleman sweepstakes. Yeah. All right, we move on to the Sweet 16. Mark Ingram or Chris Conley? In our household, we, we use the uh, the PTL in text. you ever do that? Please talk later. We, we do pray. We do praise the Lord, but like not in a uh, uh, <laughs> not, not in a religion. Like like uh, you know, what, one parent's home with the kids and they're being crazy, and the other parents say, "This is usually me on my way home," and then I get a PTL. No, that's good. I like that. You guys got. Uh-huh. A, you guys have a lot of good. Uh, Acronym. <laughs> so, all right. I, I was going to say that's the one I thing dropped we it. have going for us. But I, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't mean that. I wouldn't have yeah, meant that. Yeah, that was a joke. So. It was a joke. I, I, I dropped a good NBN the other night, uh, and I don't remember what the context was. Okay. But, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Mark Ingram, Chris Conley. Mark Ingram. I got to ride my man, and he's got to at least make it to the Final Four, I would think. Mm, I don't know. He's going to have a tough matchup in the Elite Eight because he don't, faces don't, the winner. What? Oh, he faces okay, the winner of, of Ziggy Ansa and Sheldon Richardson. You talked me into Sheldon Richardson. He advances. Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, Terrell Suggs or Dante Moncrief? God. Suggs. <laughs> yeah. Sue, Dominican Sue, or Darius Phylon? Ooh, baby. Old guard versus the new guard. Yeah, that's right. I mean, people are calling Darius Phylon Dominican Sue 2.0. <laughs> kind of feel like Dominican Sue is the more likely of the two. Okay. I could be talked into that. It's going to be sad to say goodbye to my boy Phylon the Pylon, but... You'll be welcoming a Phylon wolf Phylon, to the world. Phylon's <laughs> pythons. Yeah. Uh, all right. Le'Veon Bell or TJ Yeldon? I think TJ Yeldon's the more likely. I think that's correct. John Brown or Jordan Howard? Again, Jordan Howard is a trade, not a sign. Hmm. I'm going to go John Brown. I agree with that. Jordan Howard, obviously easier to acquire, but I don't know. I could see, but I'm I don't know. Just, <laughs> oh, you just gave up on that sentence midway yeah. through. It's good, good player versus not good player. <laughs> That's probably right. Uh, Robert Quinn or Vinnie Curry? Wow. I gave up on this podcast like a half hour ago. Yeah, this this uh, quadrant is is uh, wide open. Duke Johnson has a as a as a walk to the final four. Robert Quinn or Vinnie Curry? Robert I Quinn. talked myself into Robert Quinn a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then the six Sweet Sixteen closes with Ronald Darby or Duke Johnson. Duke. Mm. Now that is that is one of like the the true pleasures of being in a crowd as a guy who you can do that with. Of course. Yeah. There's there is already a Duke who works for the Eagles, so this would be the second Duke. Well, shout out Greg mm. DeLuca. Tells me they're going to do it. All right, Elite Eight. Mark Ingram, Sheldon Richardson. Oh, baby. 
That's a good one. I That's would I would one. I would venture to say that is the best of the Elite Eight matchups. That's one of those where you're like, oh, this should be the title game. That's right. Yeah. Why are these two teams playing each and other? And like in the, the other, the other, the other quadrants have like blown up. You've got like an eleven versus a four yes. or something like that. Yeah. I'm gonna say Ingram. I'm gonna stick with him. All right. I mean, he's your guy. You are on the yeah. record with him. Yeah. All right. Do you agree or disagree with that? Um. I think I probably agree with that, but I, I, I do like I do really think that Sheldon Richardson's a possibility. Okay. Terrell Suggs or Dominican Sue. And Dominican Sue. Hmm. You're in on Sue. No, I mean I don't know. Yeah. Got to pick one of them. T.J. Yeldon or John Brown. John Brown. Interesting. I think I would probably go Yeldon. Okay. But your exercise. Robert Quinn or Duke Johnson? Duke. Wow. The final four. Is it all running backs? No. Uh, no. It is, a, it is two running backs, a defensive tackle, and a wide receiver. Okay. We will do the uh, least spicy of the two matchups. John Brown or Duke Johnson? Duke. Wow. Mark Ingram or Dominican Sue? Mark Ingram. All right. So the title of the Shield Kapadia official free agent prediction. The battle is between Mark Ingram or the Eagles trading for Duke Johnson. Duke. Wow. What an upset. <laughs> I love your effort to try to make this exciting. That was exciting. I thought, okay. I thought for sure it was going to be this exercise that was completely a waste of time because it led us to the guy who you just predicted the Eagles would sign in your article today. <laughs> But instead, we got a different outcome. That's very exciting. Well, that was only free agents. There were no trades That's true, in that article, yeah. say. All right. What yeah. do you think the Eagles are giving up for Duke Johnson? Oh, I don't know. A sixth-round pick? Oh, I think it's more than that. Really? Yeah. Fifth-round pick? A third-down back who they have no use for? <laughs> they, have use, they have use for him. I mean, they just had a Kareem Hunt. They they drafted. Oh, who Nick the Browns Chubb. have no use for? Uh, how is this guy going to see the field for them? What about? Mm-hmm. Um, would you do straight up Nelson Aguilar for Duke Johnson? Ooh, good question. Well, you're cutting a lot of salary there, right? Mm-hmm. Um. It feels like you're sort of getting, like you're not getting enough there, but I think I would do it. I don't know. I don't have a good instant reaction. Yeah, I mean, to I think it's one. probably not. A, I, I, well, I guess I probably would do that. Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, be, be, I, I think you would do it only because you're you are getting like eight million dollars in cap space out of it. That's true. So then you end up with um, Dominican Sue. Or, I mean, if you want to upgrade it, slot receiver. 
Right. You know, maybe, what if what if you turn that into Adam Humphreys and Duke Johnson? Right. I don't know. Probably more likely Golden Tate, unfortunately. Uh, no, I think he's going to be more costly. You think Tate's going to cost more than Humphreys? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I guess that's I guess that's probably right. Just because we have we have this weird jaded view of Tate. We saw like the worst his career has ever. Well, had I to think offer. it's also hard to it's also hard to uh, overstate like name recognition value in free agency. Like yeah, like guy like even like like Dante Fowler. If Dante Fowler was had his career and was a former fourth round pick, he would be getting paid uh, orders of magnitude less than he will be paid. Now there's a case to be made that first round pedigree means something. There's maybe there's some talent there, but still. Okay. Okay. Wow, what an exercise! Boy, what, what an episode! Five hours. Well, it's our only episode of the week. I don't even you, smoke. I feel like people, I need a cigarette. That's how I felt after after uh, <laughs> Jeopardy the other night. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my god, what yeah. a come down! That was outstanding. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Shield. Check out Shields. Uh, what would you call it? Is it a, is it a cheat sheet? Is it a? Uh, you know, I want to get big board in the title because I feel like more that makes it like more attractive. Mm-hmm. But it's not exactly a big board. Should I just like deceive the readers? I, why stop now? How about right? like um, uh, how about like free agency brochure or something like that? No brochure. Who the who the hell's going to click on that? I don't know. I think it's that's so confusing. Catchy. How about um, how free about uh, how about is... how about Eagles free agency naked celebrities? <laughs> okay, I think that's good. We have a winner. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we will be back. Well, let's see. First of all, on Monday, uh, Sheila and I will be taking part in the uh, Birds Town Hall on WIP from three to four. If you'd like to listen in. So then I presume we will uh, either do a podcast uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, which is the start of the league year. Have a great weekend. And uh, as always, for Sheila, I'm Bo, and we love you.